this is Adria, and I'm here with Cindy Smith. Today, we are going to talk about when we have adversity or crisis, and how or where can we look for joy in the midst of that. Cindy, at some point in each of our lives, we're going to deal with adversity or crisis, and the crisis can look or feel different for each person. And I know that you have had a crisis in your life. Would you share with our listeners um, about what you and your husband have gone through? On March the 26th, uh, 1996, stood at my front door with my 16-year-old son, Brian, and he was uh, getting ready to leave to go to his Tuesday night community group for our church in Nashville. And I... Um, you know, we just talked and I gave him his mother instructions, I say, and um, I told him that I loved him and I watched him drive away. Not very long after that, probably within about 15 minutes or so, we began to hear uh, sirens. And of course, my thoughts immediately went to Brian. And I told my husband, Paul, I said, I'm really concerned because Brian's just left and uh, you know, I'm hearing all of these sirens and I considered getting in the car to go and see and go check on him and to see if he was okay, but decided not to. And I'm really glad I did because just not long after that, we received a call that no parent, you know, ever wants to get, but that Brian had been in an accident and so we jumped in my husband's truck thinking we could just go and get him and tow his car away. But when we got there, when we got to the scene, we couldn't get very close because of all the backed up traffic. So we ran to the site and immediately knew that this was very serious uh, when we saw the top had been cut off of his car. Uh, he was already on his way to the hospital. So we jumped in our truck and headed to the hospital. And the long wait started um, of just waiting to hear, you know, what was going on with him. And it was several hours before the doctor took us in. The doctors came to take us into a room and, and they explained the severity of his injuries. And he said, uh, we have never seen anyone with these injuries uh, survive. He had severe head trauma and many other injuries, but at that point, we was able to go in and see him and to be with him, and, you know, just by looking at him, we couldn't see the injuries, and uh, but for which I'm very grateful, but his brain was swelling, so it was now just a wait-and-see thing. Um, we were at the hospital about 24 hours surrounded by our family and friends, our church family, and so many of Brian's friends were there. And towards the end of the 24 hours, as his brain continued to swell, and after prayer with our pastor, we decided uh, to remove the life support. But not right away, because at that point it became very clear uh, what we needed to do. Just a few months before he died, him and I had had a conversation about organ donation, and 
and I had shared that I wanted to be an organ donor. And he said, when I die, I want them to take everything they can to help other people. And there's a whole other story about his organ donation that I won't go into right now, but um, many people were helped through his donation. It was all just so surreal what was happening. We, you know, it's very hard to even process it. We could just hardly believe you know, what was, what was going on and what was happening. But, you know, this was happening to us and it was, um, it was very difficult. I know that that was a very difficult day for you all. And, um, you know, I cannot imagine just experiencing that and hearing the sirens because, um, you know, anytime you hear sirens and things, you often think, oh, I hope whoever it is is okay. Mm -hmm. Um, but you never think it's going to be one of your loved ones. But um, what an amazing young man Brian must have been. You know, here he was headed off to Bible study. Then he had even mentioned to you uh, about wanting to donate his organs at some point in his life. And he just sounds like an amazing um, little kid there, 16 years old. Um, describe what thoughts and feelings that you had and how you coped with the crash and the removal of life support? I mean, I, I truly believe, you know, it's kind of at times like that, it's, it's almost like you can't even pray, but there's other people that are praying for you and that we experienced that so much. And so I don't know, the Lord just helped us in ways that I, it's hard to even explain it. I love how you just said, you know, we just couldn't even pray. And we had people praying for us. You know, it's at, it's at that moment that you're like, what do I even ask God for at this point? But you were thinking, I know other people are praying to help me get through this. Right. So I know that you claimed the Philippians 4, 7 verse. Is that oh, right? gosh, yes. That... <laughs> that verse just became so real. And I think I really understood that verse, really understood it for the first time, how God just gives his peace that transcends all understanding, even though the circumstances are not good. Um, mm -hmm. God just gives a peace that there's no other way to explain it, except it's just him <laughs> giving you that. You all lived uh, just right down the road, and you even continued to live there for many years after that accident and Brian's passing. How did that feel when you were driving by that area um, on a daily basis, maybe more than once a day? Yeah, yeah. We The, the accident happened just about two miles from our, our home and about a mile from my husband's work his shop and so it was right in the middle there and so we did we traveled that road daily several times and we did that for we lived there for about 18 years after uh, Brian uh, died but after the accident a group of Brian's friends came to us and asked us uh, what we would think about them putting up some kind of a marker in the spot where the accident happened. And, you know, I thought it was very sweet of them that they wanted to do something to honor him and, you know, to remember him. But, uh, you know, we shared with them that we would prefer that 
that they did not do that because we really did not want to focus on the the place where it happened or focus on the tragedy. We really wanted to really remember and focus on the 16 years that we had him. They were very understanding and very sweet and and I appreciated them asking. You know, we really wanted to remember Brian, his life, not so much the his death and the tragedy mm. of it all. That's that's actually a really neat thing um, as well that you just said, that we want to remember his life, not, you know, the tragedy. So I love that, that mindset and that perspective that you had. I remember attending the funeral. I did not know Brian, but the church, I remember, was packed with people. I remember looking at you all and um, you and your husband and thinking, how in the world are y'all even able to breathe, you know, because I felt like I had a lump in my throat and that I couldn't even breathe, but I couldn't even imagine what in the world was going through your all's minds. And y'all seem so strong. And one thing that forever remains in my mind is how joyful the service was and telling my husband that it was the most worshipful funeral that I ever, I'd ever been to. And I remember at the end, one of the songs was, It Is Well With My Soul. They had asked everyone to sing that as they walked out of the service. I had just, you know, cried and I had this big lump in my throat and it seemed unbearable to me. Yet you and your husband seemed so strong. And even today when I hear that song, I have to kind of brace myself because I think of Brian every time I hear that song. And just the impact it had on me and his testimony that I heard from friends and family of Brian. Uh, what kind of person was Brian? What impact did he really leave on those he knew? He was, um, as I was thinking about being joyful, um, I was thinking about him. And he was a very joyful person. Um, he loved life. He loved to laugh and have a good time. And he loved people and they loved him. And, um, you know, it was, he was kind of the person that hardly ever had a bad day. Um, after he died, one of his teachers uh, put together a notebook that was filled with letters uh, for us from teachers and students telling uh, things about him and what impact he had had on their lives. And it was really amazing. And I, I always remember one girl said to me, she said, I could be having a, a bad day. And then I would see Brian with that smile and I would know that everything was going to be okay. So he, he was a very joyful person. So he was, uh, he just, he loved life. He just loved life and loved the Lord, and uh, which is such a great comfort. What kind of things bring you joy that really look for um, on a daily basis? Well, you know, I think there's a lot of things that give me joy. I, I think I have so many reasons to be joyful. I, knowing Jesus, it, there's just such joy in that. But I think joy, there's joy in his creation, things that are all around us. 
every day that sometimes we don't even maybe notice. But a couple years ago, I started a uh, a journal and started writing down just really simple things. You know, I had a wren's nest on my back porch and watched that mother, you know, come in and out and feed the babies and all of that. And, you know, just simple things. And I, I love the sound of a train. So I love a whistle blowing in the distance. We had hickory nut uh, hickory trees. And so I heard hickory nuts falling off of trees and, you know, just thankful for just those very simple, simple things. And looked in the grass one day and there was these itty bitty little pink flowers and, you know, thanking God for just those little tiny flowers, just recognize them as things that bring us just a little bit of joy. <laughs> and I love that because you were using all of your, your senses, you were the sound of the hickory nuts and sound of the train, but also flowers. I'm sure the smell of those flowers, um, you know, the little bitty, the little, the, the, just the sight of the little birds mm -hmm. and uh, the mother there feeding them, um, just using some of your senses to experience that joy. Mm -hmm. Cindy, I want to thank you for your time and sharing about Brian's life and the joy that he brought to so many people and and the memories, the wonderful memories you have of Brian. 